Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that TV talk? All right, listeners, it's summertime. It's post 4th of July and we ain't got time for that. (laughs) Meaning we don't have a very huge, long TV um, talk slash sneak peek, but it is and will be worth your while. So I hope you, did you have a good 4th? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Knowing the critic, he was out at the beach in his speedo walking yeah, right. among the people. <laughs> Don't slander my name. <laughs> I did hit the beach. But um, just so you listeners know, we're on opposite coasts when we record. And um, I'm on the West Coast and had two little friendly earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop me from watching one of these TV shows in its full entirety. <laughs> so, yes, and we're glad that you're safe and sound. Thank God. Yes. Okay, before we talk about that show that we both got to see in its entirety, let's do a quick little check-in. Now, I've been seeing on social media and various uh, entities that Big Little Lies is getting a lot of attention. Why? Namely because the cast is amazing. But there is an added cast member who's, shall we say, adding a little more spice to this uh, hot bowl of chili. Um, we're talking about none other than Meryl Streep. And she is making, she's she's striking. <laughs> shall I say, Nicole is striking. Nicole Kidman is striking in this show. Literally striking. <laughs> um, but let's do a quick check in. Um, the last time we talked about Big Little Lies was only in its first episode, and all the girls have gotten back together post this. Uh, do we call it a murder? Do we call it self defense? Uh, we we can indeed call it a, a little lie that's turning into a very big lie um, because some characters are able to move on and seemingly power through life, dealing with other things. Whereas another character or some other characters, I will say some, is just, you know, missing her husband. And then there is another character who is not doing well at all. And you throw in Meryl Streep to dig around in there, something's bound to happen. What? And where are we now with this HBO show, Big Little Lies season two? Mm. Well, as of now, episode five is airing now. Now, (laughs) actually, as of taping, yes. So we won't know what's happening there, but we know from the first four episodes this season that it's just a whole lot of reference. I mean, it's a whole lot of, oh, maybe I should have said the right thing. No, you shouldn't have. That's the back and forth here that's going on with Zoe Kravitz's character, Bonnie. Uh, Now, one thing that has really helped me this season is, like you said, the cast. And one woman has shown up 
showed up, and I'm not talking about Meryl Streep. No, you. We love her, and of course she's great. But we're talking about Crystal Fox. Uh oh. Who is in the haves and the have-nots <laughs> on own and said, "Well, how about I come to this show and show y'all how it's done?" <laughs> so she is Bonnie's mama. She is pass it out. We won't tell you why if you haven't seen it. This woman is trying to hold people's heads and see into their souls, literally. Yes. <laughs> She's having visions. She <laughs> is checking people left and right. <laughs> Including Bonnie's husband. <laughs> especially him. That dinner scene when she first shows up. And see, what I love is her husband knows not to say it. Yes. She <laughs> like, said one thing and she gave him that look and was like, okay, I'm done with you. Done. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing this season, ref. That's the engine. We, of course, have uh, Meryl Streep, like you said, who's just rooting around. This woman, the teeth, the glasses, the wig, she <laughs> is in the way. She is, she just refuses to believe anything bad about her little son. Oh my god. Who's gosh. just the greatest son in the world. And then, I mean, what's going on with Shaylee Woodley's character? Why are you in her life? <laughs> Next door to her. I don't understand this. If I saw that woman come up, like, you better walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> you would lose more than them glasses. <laughs> well, well, let's pause. The, uh, Nicole Kidman's character yeah. did put Meryl in check. We're not gonna. I mean, why not? We get to can we say it. Celeste was like, I, 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 I. Meryl said one thing that wasn't quite right, and what happened? A slap. <laughs> that turned her around. She talked about, and I'm gonna say it foreplay. Now look. <laughs> What? This is what's going on here. <laughs> essentially, Ref, they have said, hey, all of you in the cast, you're great. You're going to be great together. Go. Go. We're not even going to write a story because <laughs> it's not really much happening. I oh, mean, no. we do have this lurking detective. I'm tired of her. Look, give her something to do or get her out of here. Every time she's always popping up. <laughs> I'd be like, look, don't speak to me unless you have a warrant. <laughs> Don't say a word. <laughs> walking around. She's she's creeping in her car around people. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what at its best this season, it's when it just goes there. Who can look, Adam Scott as well, Ed, Madeline. Yeah, they they're they're having they were having problems first season, but this one. Oh. I think well, we because Madeline and her older daughter. Oh my gosh. I would, and Madeline's played by Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, they want to talk and they try to clean it up. Not with him. I love him. He is so good. I mean, this cast is really, really, really good. And we didn't even get to Laura Dern and her husband. Oh. <laughs> Renata. Look, don't get it, on the, the freeway with them. Listen. <laughs> well, we have to say, because we are catching up. It, it 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 is clear Renata's husband mm -hmm. made some extremely I mean, I don't even know it, it's the worst financial decisions. I will not be poor again, okay? <laughs> I will not not be rich. No, I will not, that was it. That I was a good line. And so you give it to Laura Dern. Yeah, she's gonna nail it. Ugh. Well, they're having problems, and quite frankly, Laura Dern gives it to her husband right on the highway and gets him out of the car. <laughs> and that whole exchange really goes down in history. But don't, Renata is saying, hey, I, she said, I will not not be rich. Yeah. So she throws her daughter 
a birthday party for uh, it, it's just the most ridiculous thing <laughs> she can't afford but who cares um but 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 here's the real deal right mm. critic mm-hmm. everybody's noticing that something's not right with the monterey six they call yeah. them like mm-hmm. so they they're it's slowly chipping away from the surface which is what you're talking about i we kind of go back and forth listeners i'm like oh the writing this year oh oh and the critics like oh i don't care this is great it's wonderful but you do see underneath all of that summer fun and ridiculousness there's a certain chipping away which is i think what you were alluding to about the detective give her something to do already yeah like and but the they get away with it because these people these these cast members are so good every i mean even old boy who was um he was a tv dad in the 90s i forgot which show i think the maury brother mm. he was a tv dad they bring this man as as, as the arbitrator for renata and the husband oh. And he was like, what about that? Whatever. He was like, pause, let me look at you. And what about you? What you got? He was excellent. These people epitomize what I'm talking about when it comes to acting. And sometimes when you have great acting, you can actually write, underwrite it. It's not that good. And they make it shine. They just go there so that in the summer, in the middle of the heat, why not watch this? They earn their checks. That's all we're talking about. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely, listeners, if you really want a summer fling, I mean, this is a great summer fling. I, I, it, it is summer television. We've got people being slapped. We've got, you know, certain ex-victims trying to have relationships. But as soon as the relationship progresses, you get a like a whole situation there which you enjoyed that moment we've got affairs being dealt with and nosy children and just yes everything and they balance you know there is a lot of serious seriousness here now we're laughing but a lot of this is very disturbing i mean like you said with shaylee woodley her character jane and and the guy that she met at work i mean and that recoil that she did Mm -hmm. it's just so many moments like that where you just have to you just have to tip your hat to them Yes, well done. So you can catch that on HBO. It's still going, and we'll still be watching. Let's check in at an, on another TV show that's quite the opposite, I would say, <laughs> yeah. almost on every level, but still summer TV. That's the beauty about it. It is grown-ish on free form, mm. mm. and it's back for its... Some people thought it was season three, but it wasn't. It was just season two had a huge break and it returned in the summer. Um, I'm totally caught up. I don't know about you, Critic, but at this point, when we left Zoe in the winter, she was on academic probation. Mm. She um, gladly kicked her drug habit. However, she did... um, have some expenditures that were halted by her father, meaning right, rightfully cut, so. Yes, cut off by Towed her the car. <laughs> the car was towed. Don't with, text mama. <laughs> don't text mama. <laughs> like literally, her parents completely cut her off. She was, you know, used to being the favorite, and she no longer was that. Her personal relationships were in disarray. She, her, one of her best friends and roommates. Mm was caught and outed 
for sneaking around with her ex something. They don't. Yes, exish. That's exactly what it was. That's like, the next spinoff, exish. <laughs> they should do that. So, um, Trev, or excuse me, Aaron, who's played by Trevor Johnson, had a relationship with Anna that was like on the DL. But at this point, as you were caught up, that's on the rocks. Of course. Poor Zoe's relationship apart. We also know that. Um, Jazz and her sister Sky. Jazz is she's still hanging out with her ex-boyfriend, shall we say? Mm -hmm. After trying to tell everybody else how she's independent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She's still tiptoeing. But the real big discovery this season is Sky, her sister, having some sort of thing with dun 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 dun. Junior, yes, Zoe's sister. <laughs> I was like, he Look. shows up for a couple episodes. That episode where he made it rain on her as she was working. <laughs> and look, when he showed up, see what's so good about this is it's still Junior. Yes. It's not like he shows up and he's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all about it. She is. It's. I was like, okay, this is... Uh, this is what we're doing now. And then we've got other characters sort of, um, shall we say, um, exploring relationships with their professors. <laughs> yeah. And that's also, all in all, Lucas, oh, we forgot to talk about him. Lucas, um, in one episode, was a shaman for <laughs> Zoe. They were exploring different ways to, shall we say, Go to the next level, not mm. sexual. I'm talking about medicinal. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's, you know. Or maybe not medicinal. I don't know what he was, some tea. All in all, the college experience that Zoe's having, especially this semester and this season, really kind of destroys, not destroys, but dismantles the perfect Zoe that we see in Blackish. Right. So there's really two different Zoes. I, for one, am enjoying the season. I'm enjoying her. She kind of hit a rock bottom, and now she's kind of on the way up and up and realizing that she's not all the way perfect, and her parents see that. Mm -hmm. And so she's got a job now at the you know local bookstore. Uh-huh. She um, is trying to get her car back in every way possible. <laughs> um, but the relationships that she thinks are solid or have been rectified there is some underlying you know I think Aaron still has strong feelings for Zoe and I think mm -hmm. he wanted to always be in a relationship with her he liked Anna and they were hanging out but as soon as Anna pushed the relationship card he recoiled quickly so. <laughs> and Shailene Woodley yes he, yes he did yes he did so all in all I think Gronish is a great summer uh, TV show to watch. And in fact, I hope they explore that more going forward should it get picked up. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm really enjoying this. It has been picked up for its third season. Um, so I, 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 look, I'll say it again. I like it better than Blackish right now. There's something about it, Ref. It's, it's comical yet topical and relevant and you believe it. it I don't whatever they're doing is it's a really nice there's an alchemy to it that I can't quite grasp why it works 
because I mean, to take, like you said, Zoe and do all of this negative stuff with her and it still works. Mm-hmm. That's challenging stuff and they're nailing it. I, I just enjoy it all actually. And I do want to say that um, Halle Bailey, who plays Skylar, one of the twins, will be the Little Mermaid. Ariel, she will. That's right. I that what a great pick. I think Disney kept it in the family with that. Mm -hmm. Um, As well, this is also. I have to say, this this hasn't been, you know, announced. But we do know that Holly and Zoe, or excuse me, (laughs) Chloe and Holly are uh, part of Beyonce's record label, and Beyonce's in The Lion King. So I'm sure there was a lot of trust in this little girl. and she's not a little girl. I think she's no. eight, I believe. But she's going to absolutely be a delight to watch. I do anticipate that. So congratulations to Holly Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to something completely different. We've got a sneak peek for you. What? Both of us got a chance to see The Farewell. You saw it earlier than I did. Uh, this is a movie that is out uh, um, the week of taping as we release this it is available I would say probably in a lot of um, more independent theaters you may find it in mainstream theaters and maybe like somewhat of a nationwide release but it will probably be in fewer of those theaters so you really will have to dig around for this this is um, written and directed by Lulu Wang And I believe this was a Sundance selection. Very popular at Sundance. We heard a lot of talk of that, of the farewell this year. Namely, because Aquafina, yes, the one and only Aquafina from Crazy Rich Asians among her own um, music career and things, stars in it as well as a very, I mean, some of this cast you will recognize, but everybody was Stellar. Yeah. Um, Zama is is in it. We've got De- uh, Diana Lynn, who did an exceptional job, um, among others. I mean, I, it's hard to name everybody because it's it, the critic will walk through all of that with you. But really stellar cla- cast, emotional piece. However, I think you will be entertained by the comedy that's in it. Hmm. Yeah, so let's pick right up with that. Now, right at the beginning of The Farewell, this is what appears on screen, based on an actual lie. (laughs) And with that, this film shows its sense of humor, as the ref said, right off the bat. And then we witness a phone call between Billy, played by Aquafina, and her grandma, whom she calls Nai-Nai. Now, that is the Mandarin name for your father's mother, by the way, Nai-Nai. Okay. And we quickly realized that they really love each other in the way that grandmas and grandkids do. And they lie to each other because of that love, of course. (laughs) You see, each doesn't want the other to worry. Billy doesn't want Nai-Nai to be worried about the possibility that Billy's earrings will get ripped off her ears in New York City. You know how it is there, right? (laughs) And Nai-Nai doesn't want Billy to be worried about Nai-Nai's health because... She's at the hospital in China waiting Mm. for test results. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's an opening scene that sets up the dynamics of their relationship, and it rings true, yeah. But Nai-Nai's not alone. Back in China, Nai-Nai's sister is there to care for her. And by the way, 
You learn more about her sister toward this film's end in a short yet rich scene. Oh, I love that scene. Nai Nai also lives with a man in a way that I won't explain. <laughs> but just know it's... Yeah. Look, as you can hear from the ref, it is hilarious. Okay, now, what about Billy? Well, she's a writer who's waiting for her big break in New York. And unlike her relationship with Nai Nai, she and her mother are exact opposites, clashing in ways that only mothers and daughters do. In contrast, she and her father understand each other much better. And so during one of Billy's visits to her parents' home, mom and dad, well, really mom, tell Billy that Nai Nai has stage four terminal cancer. And the way that's revealed is both hilarious and heartbreaking, which is true for the entire film. You see, in Chinese culture, in, uh, people don't tell their loved ones that they're about to die. They hide it from those loved ones instead. So in keeping with that, and as an excuse to see her before she passes away, Nai Nai's family decides to tell her that her only grandson, who's Billy's only cousin, <laughs> is going to get married to his Japanese girlfriend of three months. Uh... Now, Nai Nai's reaction to this news is priceless. <laughs> and the reactions of Billy's cousin and his fiance are equally priceless. Priceless. Look, regardless, Nai Nai launches into planning the wedding, which concerns everyone. But they can't say anything because of the secret. Now, this disturbs Billy, who thinks that Nai Nai deserves the truth. Even still, Billy joins her family in China for the festivities. But can she keep her emotions and mouth in check? Uh-oh. Also, how will the entire family cope? And what kinds of understandings will Billy reach with her mother, father, and grandmother? And I'm going to tell you this to begin my review, and then we'll hear from the ref. The answers to those questions are revealed through this film's lovely dance between depicting the values of the East versus depicting the values of the West. This dramedy highlights both the commonalities and the differences between those two broad cultures, and it navigates comedy and drama expertly. Its comedic moments work in and of themselves, and its dramatic moments work in and of themselves. It's both universal and specific at the same time, which is so hard to do and consequently so rare. It's funny and moving and inviting and beautiful to watch all at the same time. The cast, like you were saying, Ref, is so well chosen, mm. and they, along with the creative team, help to paint a portrait of a specific Chinese family that's also very relatable. You grow to love Nai Nai, who's no pushover. <laughs> no, she's not. And you empathize with her and her entire family. I felt like Nai Nai was my third grandma by the end. <laughs> and while they could have tightened this by about 10 minutes, mm. you won't mind that runtime at all. In fact, you might hope for 10 minutes more. Plus, the subtitling is excellent and worth reading when it appears. In addition, there's a surprise at the very end before the credits roll. You'll love it. And with all of that said, let me end with this. It's so nice to see Aquafina in this role after Crazy Rich Asians. She does a lovely nuanced work here and it and fits this ensemble like a glove. And hopefully because of her presence, many more people will be able to see this. Either way though, The Farewell is a special film that I won't soon forget. What do I have to say about that? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll know when you see it. Um, I have to echo all of that. I really don't have anything more to add other than 
for some, I, if they had one more food scene, I, whatever they were eating, I want it. Like, <laughs> it was so delicious. All of those family meals that they had. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I want that food right now. Um, but I also, like you said, wanted more of that family. That family is so nuanced, as you were saying, so specific and very universal. So if you are a little intimidated with, um, if you're a little intimidated with subtitles or you think that you won't be able to keep up, I think, in my opinion, you should give it a chance. It's a wonderful show to or movie to watch in the theater so you can kind of like laugh with the people around you um, just because you're like, whoa, that was funny, right? Like that was really funny and then It'll be confirmed by others. It's it's a nice, wonderful getaway for the summer. Um, very lighthearted, but then there's some some toughness to it. There's some emotion. There's depth. So I would definitely, on my end, say it is worth you traveling out to the theater to watch. But also, if you don't get to it that way, you will certainly enjoy it from your own home. Absolutely. If you can see it, like the ref is saying, in the theater, do it. I mean, I'm going to give them my Mandarin excellent, Fei Chung Hao. Ah, now we'll be right back after this break. Critic. Yes. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> YouTube. That's right. We have our own channel. Uh, yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. <laughs> and we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, yes. this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway, the YouTube. See, I was saying like, oh, man. <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. Ooh. Okay, let's end this and go back to television. However, this is not a check-in. This is the premiere of season three of what we've all been anticipating. I bet you this is the show anticipated equally to um game of thrones uh not game of thrones in all its totality but that kind of excitement and we're talking about none other than stranger things uh-huh mm. stranger things is back for season three on netflix it is just eight episodes and guess who binged the entire show uh, me and the critic. <laughs> Literally, I stayed, like last year, I remember staying up. But the, the difference about this one, it was released over 
4th of July, which I thought was very, very smart versus last year's, I believe, um, Halloween time. Um, and you'll know why the 4th of July when you, when you watch the film or watch the TV show, why it was released around the 4th. Um, do you want to say the plot or you want me to? Oh, it's up to you. What would you like to do? Well, we can, we can banter. Yeah. Uh, we are back. We're back in Indiana. And it is now 1985. Always correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's 19. It starts when? I mean. Oh, 19. Well, okay. It, it, we're in 1985, but there is a flashback to 1984 mm. in a different country. And we'll just say it. It's Russia because yeah. we have to release, you know, that information a little later. It's Russia, and something is going on that's very familiar to us from the previous two seasons. And yes, we're talking about that pesky portal. The yeah. portal to the upside down world. We've got Russians poking around in that. Why are they doing that? Mm. Where exactly are they doing that? Mm. Is it Russia? Mm. And what is the consequence of that? Well, fast forward, it's 1985. Again, we are now with 11 and team. 11 um, shall we say all the kids have grown up, but Eleven has really grown up. She not only has kind of eased her appetite with egos and transferred <laughs> it to her appetite with Mike. Ah! Oh my goodness. Remember, at the end of season two, they shared a kiss. Oh, oh, oh. And it never stopped. And it never stopped. In fact, Harp, uh, Harper, Harpo, Har- what's the name? Harper. Harper, her now adopted father, mm-hmm. has some advice for the children. <laughs> three inches. Keep the door open. Three <laughs> inches. He's torn up about it because now Eleven and Mike, they're teenagers and hormones are flying everywhere and they can't keep their lips off of one another. So Harper, of course, has to figure out a way to stop all of this because not only is he not having it, but it's grossing him out yeah. so what does he do where does he turn of course he turns to winona winona writer's character joyce who has teenage boys of her own and he says listen i'm either going to kill this kid or you've got to give me some advice here and they of course she shares the advice but we also see there's a spark that we saw we've been seeing for since season one since season two yeah and harper wants to uh <clears throat> capitalize on that but we do remember that Joyce is still in mourning from Sean Austin's character's death so she diverts all attention meanwhile the other four we've got one of the kids off at Dustin off at science camp do you remember science camp did you ever go to science camp um yes no, oh, look at that. I never did go to science <laughs> camp. I did a science retreat, but not the whole camp. He's away the entire summer. And he comes back thinking, oh my gosh, the gang's all back together. I've got some news myself to share. And he finds out that Lucas, mm-hmm. as well as Will, mm-hmm. as well as our new friend who we saw from season two, what is, what's her name? The red Max. Max. They're in different places. Not literally, but they're in different places. 
And Dustin, thinking he's going to get a warm reception, want, 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 does it. Will wants to play D&D. That's all he wants to do. He had a rough season one and season two, shall we yes. say. He I mean, my goodness. To, he wants to get back to his childhood. But everybody's grown up because we have uh, Lucas and Max furthering their relationship. And nobody else wants to play D&D. Right. Now, skedaddle on over to another lovely couple that we love, Nancy and Jonathan, who are working at the paper. <laughs> Nancy's trying to get ahead, but boy, is it, the Me Too movement hasn't hit yet. <laughs> it's 1985, y'all. It's 1985, and she is getting the brunt of all of this. Meanwhile, Steve is at Ahoy. Scoops <laughs> Ahoy. I love that name. Scoops Ahoy. <laughs> scooping up ice cream. Where? Uh-oh. Indiana has a mall. Mm. Mm. It's a new mall. It's a mm. mysterious mall. Yeah. Uh, things are going on in this mall. The fun, the classic 80s, it felt good. However, we discover that what Will saw at the end of season two, the mind flare, is popping up in various places. It's weird. Rats from nowhere oh, oh. are just coming. It, it, see, and that's a nod to Ben. Rats are just <sighs> fleeing to this old barn. Why? It's disgusting. It's, it is disgusting. And once they get into the barn, we're not going to say exactly what happens, but you will not forget it. Think <sighs> the fly. Oh. <laughs> Think the fly. The, yes, <sighs> that movie in 1985. The yes. fly. Even they, a bit of aliens. It's disgusting. Yes, definitely aliens and the fly. Um, they're flocking. Why? What's going on? Ugh. Well, Nancy and Jonathan get a tip um, saying, hey, there's something going on with rats. They go out and check it out. And the further they dig, no pun intended with the fertilizer, <laughs> find out that these rats are not normal rats. Something's happening in Haskell, is that what it's called? Uh, Hastings? Hawkins. Oh, Hawkins. Hawkins, Indiana. Fast forward, Billy. Oh. You know, Billy, Max's brother. Oh, he was such a jerk in season two. Well, he's, even, he's even more of a jerk in season three. And I'm telling you, he's turning the heads of every housewife and, and Hawkins. I mean, they can't wait till he gets, he's a lifeguard. They can't wait till he get, takes his post mm -hmm. because they take their post. And there's one person in particular, Nancy's mom, mm -hmm. who's got her eye out for them. And as they, shall we say, construct this rendezvous, Something happens to Billy. Yeah. And she's married, remember? Yes, she is married with children. Yeah, Nancy, Mike. <laughs> Does she think about that bathing suit? Yes. <laughs> she's looking at that husband. She showed, oh my gosh, the poor guy. Um, and there was another, there's another daughter. There's a young one. Yeah. Um, so Billy, on his way to the rendezvous, comes face to face with the mind flare. Mm. Mm. What happens as a result of that? It's not what you think it is. It doesn't happen like the rats happens. Remember, the Mind Flayer needs a host. And last year, Will was the host. So there you go. Now, all of a sudden, everything is arrayed. The, somehow, some way, Billy, now hosted <laughs> by, by the Mind Flayer, starts slowly digging around, bringing in other people, and turn them into what? Zombies? I don't know what they are. Some sort of mind control zombies. Well, who's going to solve this mystery? Yeah. 
number one. Number two, who's behind this really? Now remember, it's 1985. We don't trust the Russians. The Russians are in haste in Hawkins. What is the Russians' connection with the mall? Mm. Mm. Is there a connection? And if there is a connection with the mall, what are they doing in the mall? Well, we are introduced to somewhat of a new character. Yes. And she's going to get to the bottom of it. Mm. Little Miss Erica, played by uh, Pariah Ferguson, sassily played by Pariah. Yeah, we saw glimpses of her previously, but this season? (laughs) (laughs) She gave her a full front seat. She Mm. and a couple others will get down to the bottom. Ice cream for life. Ice cream for life. If life is her is her uh, uh, exchange, and we might meet a new woman, Rob, a new girl, Robin. Mm-hmm. It seems like her and um, good old Steve got something going on, but you'll find out the result of that. Yep. The bottom line is this: mm. eleven. Was there only hope in one and two? In three, is she able to finally beat the mind flare? And the question is. What will it cost both Hawkins and those who have been continually fighting the the things that are coming from the upside down world? I will tell you this, I'm not gonna give it away. Mm. Not everybody makes it out alive. Oh! (laughs) And it's Carrie Elways as the mayor. (laughs) You know what, I wouldn't even, I I couldn't even, I couldn't even. So that's the gist of Stranger Things. You've got the Russians. You've got the Mind Flayer. You know that from the trailer. We're not ruining anything. You've also got um, teenage blossoming bodies. And I might add, there is a musical number. <laughs> Look around. Yeah, you don't ruin it. Spoil, spoil, spoil. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know. My goodness. Look, it, it, again, it's nostalgia time. Goonies, Terminator. I mean, there's this whole thing the ref didn't get into, not to give it away. Yeah. Terminator references. This Midnight Run is a part of it. I'm like, what am I looking at? The Back f- to the Future. Back to the Future. The stuff. Yeah. You see, they put that, that was at the movie theater. They, yeah. I saw that. I was thinking the stuff, the whole, disgusting. Disgusting. So uh, we talked about Alien Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I mean, the never-ending story, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, you just on and on and on and on and on. We got Orange Julius. I want that back. Yes. Why? <laughs> Where? The gap when it was, like, cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that stuff is great at the mall. Um, and it's very entertaining. It is absolutely disgusting. I think this is the most disgusting season they have come up, this, like slither level disgusting. Well, once you see what happens to the people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, how, it's, once, once you see how the mind player gets his powers, it's mm. Yeah, I was, I was yelling. <laughs> That's how nasty it was. Now, what I do want to say though, Ref, is it took about from me until episode four. Uh, so yes. this is eight episodes, everybody total. Episode four for it to really kick in. I agree. I think the balance was off. It was a little too much the cutesy were teenagers yep. thing. I'm so glad that um, Hopper put them in check. Yes. 11, L, and you too. Okay, Mike. I love that. They need to have a seat. <laughs> so, like, or get up out of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, it was just, I, 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 and the other thing that I was thinking about the first two seasons, Ref, 
the special part about Stranger Things is the heart yes. underneath all of that. Yep, it's yep, the yep. heart. It's not just the nostalgia. It's not just the horror and everything else. There's a heart. We had, in the first two seasons, Will in mortal danger. Yes, yes. That's okay. That's the season. Right. So... Yeah. Billy was in danger, but... But you can't replace uh, Will with Billy. No, you're That's correct. not heart. No. See, that's the thing. What's we also had Sean Astin's character last season. Yes. The first season, everybody was like, what happened to old girl? Barbara. Yeah, what happened to Barb? Right, so it's that kind of thing that I think was missing yeah. in this season until the end. They do some things to develop certain characters. I won't give that away. And then you start to have that same feeling. Because the thing is, we watching this are a part of the show. That's when it's at its best. And they've yes. got to grab you with the heart so you really care. For much of this season, I was just kind of watching it, laughing, enjoying it. But I wasn't connected to what they were doing. However, overall, I did enjoy it. Is this as strong as the first two seasons? I would no. tell you it is not. No. It is not, but like you said, I think uh, bringing this, uh, releasing this for Independence Day, that kind of stuff, make perfect sense. Uh, you have that whole kind of summer feel. I just want them in the next season to remember that you've got to have a heart and whoever's in danger has got to be someone we like. It can't be yeah. someone we don't and then eventually we understand. That's not enough. That can be a part of it, but that's not enough. I mean, there was Inception. <laughs> there was. I was like, that's not nice. Then I was like, what? there was moments of Inception. Do you not? Did yeah. The beach scene and memories? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of stuff that they weave together. Yes. Yeah. I will have to echo the critic. This was not my favorite season. This is my least favorite season. But it doesn't mean that I like Stranger Things. So it's like saying, you know, oh, I don't like this ice cream. I like ice cream. So. Exactly. It's yeah. going to be good either way. What I will do for you listeners, I give you this advice. As you're watching it, don't expect, like the, I think what the critic was saying that you have to like whoever's in danger. Don't expect to have attachments like you did for season one and two. Yeah. Like there's really no one, in my opinion, to attach to. Like, Harper, you really attached to him in season two. He was developed, you know, we know he lost his daughter and now he's developing this new daughter. You attached to Will. You really attached to Winona Ryder's character in season one. Um, there's really, I just, you just can't find any one person to attach to. And that's the tricky part about season three. It really feels like a end game kind of thing. It feels like this is an homage to Stranger Things. This is mm. just feel good about being a Stranger Things fan. And mm. you could tell when they inter when they stop and do that musical number, like they do the whole musical number. But you, that, like, was, that, that was like for the critic. They just did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the entire number. And once you know, once they started going into second verse and third verse, I was like oh this isn't this whole show this season really was saying you come here this independence day to celebrate stranger things yeah. and i think maybe going forward and again there's some finality to some of characters there's some finality and then there's some 
<laughs> well, well, the one especially we know. Yeah. Yes. That there is finality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's um, finality question mark to a beloved character. We're not going to give any of that away. You will not be able to figure this one out. Yeah. There, that person's future is in great. Um, it's just in the air. We don't know what that's going to be about. And then on top of that, again, not giving it away. Make sure you stay. Yes. Like do a Marvel thing. St- just watch the credits. Yes. Past the um, end title main section. Just mm-hmm. get past that, and you're going to be rewarded with a scene that if you saw one character's final moment. It may, we don't know, allude to the fact that there is some hope for that character. But again. Or is it hope? (laughs) Again, right. And it also alludes to the fact that there is a Stranger Things 4 coming uh, because the bow is not tied. We'll say that much. Well, Mm. there you go. This was our dip in and dip out, which was more than a dip in. It was like a rest and wallow and (laughs) going on here. You can catch all these shows. Again, the first two, uh, Grownish and um, Big Little Lies. It's still going, so it's not ending. You can still catch that, catch up, and finish on time with the rest of us. And then with Stranger Things, it's on Netflix. You can binge the whole, binge the whole thing. But if you want to get out of the house, maybe the farewell is for you to check out this summer. Yeah. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.